This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, one of the things that we have been talking a lot about when it comes to Les Moonves is about the women that he uh, was sexual, sexually inappropriate with. But there's a whole different level of, of uh, ways that Les Moonves controlled people that we're learning a lot more about. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom and Bradley Trainer has all the details. I do. In fact, I saw this article and I was like, oh, I need to read about this. Linda Bloodworth Thomason. Is that a name that sounds familiar to you? She is, she had something to do with designing women. She's right? a creator uh, okay. of Designing Women and Evening Shade and some other groundbreaking television. She's just an amazing woman regardless. Uh, I could go on and on. But she, when I saw that she had penned an article uh, about Les Moonves, and the title was Not All Harassment is Sexual. Mm. She wrote this column as a guest for The Hollywood Reporter, and it is just biting, seething, and uh, she gets right to the point. She says, This article you might be, this is not the article, rather, you might not, or that you might be expecting about Les Moonves. It's not going to be wise or inspiring, it's going to be petty. And punishing. In spite of my... Uh, I'm already in. Right? I was like, okay, yeah. tell me more. Yes. This, this, again, is the woman that wrote like the screeds for... Um, Julia, Sh- Julia Sugarbaker, a.k.a. Oh, gosh. Why Dixie is Carter. Dixie Carter, who may she rest in peace. Anyway, so she, she knows her way with words. So, you know, I'm here. And she says, in fact, like a lot of women in Hollywood, I am happy to dance on his professional grave and not just any dance. This will be the Macarena, the Rumba, the Cha-Cha... And the moonwalk. I feel and like she you goes, can hear Julia Sugarbaker yeah, right? saying that. Oh, you certainly can. And she channels Julia Sugarbaker at the end, and I'll get mm. to that. But she says in this article, again, it's it's how uh, Les Moonves wasn't just responsible for sexual harassment, um, that he was responsible for the harassment of a lot of women. And she details this. You know, we know this already, or it has been alleged already, courtesy of uh, the stories about Janet Jackson's career having been sidelined directly by Les Moonves following mm-hmm. that Super Bowl incident, right? So we're kind of prepped for that notion that he's capable of this behavior. And she goes into very much detail about her own career and that of others. But her own career, she was at the top of her game following Designing Women in Evening Shade. Mm-hmm. She really had one of the largest, most fruitful contracts with a TV uh, network um, at the time that Les Moonves took over CBS. And very quickly, in fact, the first meeting she had with him, she realized he had no time for her. And she at the time chalked it up to, well, probably because I'm a loud, outspoken feminist. And she'd been given kind of free reign to, you know, go wherever she wanted to go in storytelling before he'd gotten there. 
Then she learned about how mm, maybe he just wasn't a very nice guy and was also just kind of misogynistic. Like, he really likes strip clubs. He really likes seeing women with big breasts. Like, just she goes into sort of that petty stuff. Mm-hmm. But then really lays out the case for why he um, took her career away from her. Again, she was, you know, the largest, one of, if not the largest paid, most successful women on TV. And um, had this incredible contract where she was entitled to all these pilots. And if they weren't picked up, millions of dollars, hmm. right? She she should be paid if they were never picked up. Yeah. And he basically, time after time, came after her. And again, she lays this all out, and I could go into detail, but suffice it to say, it's very clear that he did not like her. He did not like women. Um, And it was far more shocking, I felt, than um, even I thought of when when it comes to Les Moonves stories, right? Like Harvey Weinstein, we learned very quickly he was a disgusting human being. Well, and it seems like it was all about um, punishing people for not fulfilling his desires right yeah and there there seems there's something kind of cut and dried about that like it's not okay but you 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 understand it at least from the perspective of a sick person that like that person didn't do the thing that i wanted them to do and so i will punish them by taking away their career yeah the thing about this that kind of tips the whole story upside down is that this wasn't about necessarily her not responding to his sexual advances. This was just an outright hatred of a woman in a powerful position. And he managed to destroy her. Exactly. And, and, and to your point, it's not into what I said earlier. It's not that he was um, trying to sleep with her. It's that he just did not like her nor want her to have the power and the influence that she had. And she says at one point, I began to hear from female CBS employees about his mercurial misogynist behavior with actresses being ushered in and out of his office. His mantras, his mantra, I was told was, why would I want to cast him if I don't want to bleep him? And he was an angry bully mm. who enjoyed telling people I will tear off the top of your head and bleep on your brain. Wow. She says, I was not surprised when Moonves finally admitted on September 9th that he, quote, may have had some may have made some women uncomfortable and that those were, quote, mistakes. She goes on to say, let's be clear, shoving your tongue or your Mm -hmm. down a woman's throat during an office meeting is not a mistake. It's an act of terror. Mm. It cannot be corrected with a special Hallmark card saying, sorry, my bad. So, I mean, again, she just clearly makes the the point that, you know, his problems were not just sexual assault. Right. That is a huge problem and likely the one that will hopefully rid him of any future compensation or future employment mm-hmm. in the cho- in his chosen field. Mm-hmm. But... I think, and uh, we talked a little bit about this earlier, I think this kind of story and others will come out to paint the picture. Because it, it makes sense, right? Like a guy who is that, well, maybe not. Maybe there are different kinds of sexual uh, abusers. But it does not surprise me that not only was he um, you know, sexually assaulting women, but he was not treating women like human beings in his in the workplace. Yeah, the kind of violent kind of acts that he's accused of, uh, sexual acts, indicate that he's a person who hates women. Yeah. And then you add this on top of it, and what you see is a man who's hell-bent on, uh, on being in power 
so that he can make women feel little yeah. and less than ish and gross. Um, but wait, there's more. Uh, when we come back, I have to tell you about how much money he was making. Mm. Less Moonves. Less Moonves. How much he likely walked away from CBS with. Okay. And the possibility that he could still be involved with CBS. Yeah. These things should infuriate you, and I will tell you about them after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Well, one of the things that we haven't spent too much time on when we've been talking about Les Moonves and his exit from CBS is how he's being rewarded for his bad behavior. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And for some reason, this one sentence just keeps on getting swept under the rug. Okay. And I wanted to focus on it. All right. What is it? That Leslie Moonves will stay on at CBS as an unpaid advisor. What does that even mean? Right? Well, here are some of the facts. Okay. We know that Les Moonves, when he negotiated his exit, okay, uh, that he, we knew that $20 million would be donated to the Me Too yep. movement. Right? I go, oh, yeah, that's wonderful. That is a good use of the money. $20 million should, start. should be donated yeah. to, or money at least should be donated to the uh, Me Too movement. But when you consider that in his final years at CBS, by the year 2017, he was making $69.3 million. And that is just for the year. Yep. $20 million going to the Me Too movement after all of the horrible things that he has done yeah, and victimized inf- women. Of course, yeah. It's like a, a moderate insult. But then add to that, okay, so so here's, and then here's a little bit more about what he walked away with. Okay. A $120 million payout, which is in a trust and is the payout is contingent on the findings of the, the, investigation, the investigation that we're never going to hear about yep. is it, that we will never be privy to. Yep. So essentially we might not ever know when slash if he yeah. gets that money. And, yeah. But this notion of being staying on as an unpaid advisor essentially means he's still very connected to CBS. He will still have a stake in decision-making and unpaid my butt because He's already been paid, right? This is the kind of position that a person who has raked in that kind of money from a company can do and still be have his hands in the cookie jar. Yeah, I am. OK, so the, the one thing that I would wonder is, is that is that unpaid advisorship? Contingent upon this investigation and that I don't know. Um, I've read two different two different sort of um, articles kind of outlining that and neither of them have said whether this part of it is contingent on the outcome of that. And, you know, and we're not going to know that probably. um, But we, you know, the fact that it's a possibility is really sad and it's tragic. And I will say that um, Linda Bloodworth Thomason, who we talked about in the last segment, she kind of talked about this in general. She's like, you know, you can't at this point. We I don't know that we can really get too mad at the fact that these people aren't um, they're either. What did she say? They're either uh gonna go away or go to heck or something i she had a wonderful way of doing it obviously with words because that's what she does for a living Mm -hmm. but she essentially said like 
we can't necessarily expect that we're going to have like justice in this regard, mm-hmm. but at least we can see the back of these men so that they will not be uh, making decisions uh, in positions of power. So my assumption would be in this particular story, and I could be totally wrong, in five years we're all like, oh, look, Les Moonves has a job again. I feel like if if this if these allegations if the investigation goes ahead and likely just proves what we already know mm-hmm. that CBS has no at that point CBS will have no incentive to keep him around. I also and this might be a silver lining to a certain degree was reading about Sherry Redstone and Sumner Redstone. He's they're the like he's the head. He's like ninety five, but he's like the mm-hmm. head of CBS and uh, Viacom. Okay. Um, I don't know what his actual title is. I feel like Holly would know all these things. Well, he's the head of a company called National Amusements, and they are the ones who are the big, big owners. Well, and they had separated. um, Anyway, moral of the story, not to get uh, bogged down in details. It doesn't sound like they're fans of Les Moonves. And so if they can take this this opportunity to reassert some control and to manipulate things in a way that only, you know, billionaires with lots of power and influence and intrigue in a very small pool of other powerful people, like maybe they can assert some power and influence in a way that will render him, you know, irrelevant. So I feel like this has done the thing that is most important, yeah. which is to remove him from making daily decisions about the lives of not only actors and actresses, but everybody else that that's involved with. Corporate people, you know, uh, TV show writers. Well, speaking of this investigation that this $120 million is contingent on, whether or not he gets paid, um, we've learned that the intention is on CBS's behalf to not make that information public. Well, Gail King uh, took to the airwaves to plead with CBS to actually share that information. Here she is on This Morning. I am so sorry again that it hits so close to home for us. You know, I'm sick and sick of the story and sickened by everything that we keep hearing. But the part you mentioned about transparency is very disturbing to me because I would think, how can we have this investigation and not know how it comes out? Les Moonves has been on the record. He says, listen, he didn't do these things, that it was consensual, that he hasn't hurt anybody's career. And I would think it would be in his best interest for us to hear what the report finds out. On the other hand, you have women who are coming forward very credibly talking about something that's so painful and so humiliating. It's been my experience that women don't come out and speak this way for no reason. They just don't. They just don't do it. And so... I don't know how we move forward if we don't. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. We at CBS mm-hmm. don't have full transparency about what we find. Okay, so I'm like, go Gail King. Yeah. Right? Because she kind of sounds like the lone voice in the wilderness uh, there at CBS. We heard yesterday uh, Sharon Osbourne kind of delicately walking around her own words to try to, you know, tell the story. Yeah. And here's Gail King just like point blank saying women don't come up with this stuff and talk about it for no reason. And CBS, you've, you've got to be transparent. That's how we move forward in this. And I'm thinking to myself, go Gail also must be nice to know that you're fine either way. Yeah. Because if Gail King has, if there's any recourse for her being perfectly honest on CBS, she's got Oprah. Yeah. You know, and, and to your point, that's kind of like what the me too movement has been. You've got a series of people who are powerful Mm -hmm. enough to speak out And I think people like Gail King need to because people that have, you know, families and jobs and not a lot in savings, they're not going to be able to make the same points. Absolutely. You're right. I mean, the people who we're not seeing who are behind the scenes who may have been victimized by Les Moonves or maybe are simply, you know, victimized by what is the story as it is happening and unfolding right now. Um, they have people to support, but they don't have the voice. Yeah. And there's Gail K. I mean, I, I was like, thank you. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, crazy, stupid idiots, dumb people doing dumb things. We'll tell you all about them after this on my talk. One Oh seven one. doing dumb things they're really our favorite people on the colleen and bradley Most show days. on my talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com everything entertainment i'm colleen lindstrom that is bradley trainer and these hey yeah before oh, wait. we get to oh, this yeah we're in a giving mood um hey holly girl you got some tickets over there i do what are they for they i've got two pairs actually that i want to give you two tickets uh, so two pairs of tickets to Sometimes There's Wine at Park Square Theater. This is Friday, September 28th performance at 7.30 p.m. These tickets are going to be at Will Call. Um, again, two pairs of two. T- well, that's what a pair is. Two pairs of tickets to Sometimes There's Wine at Park Square Theater, Friday, September 28th. Callers, what do we say? Two and four. All right. Right. Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. Now let's do it. Now let's do that thing. Well, then. I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. That's where we're going first. Yay! We're going, oh, this doesn't seem like the appropriate city for Florida. It seems like it belongs in Minnesota. Uh Landa Lakes. Did you know there's a Lando Lakes, Florida? No. Indeed there is. Uh, Stealing our moniker. And I need to tell you the tale of a long-haired gentleman. Uh, This long-haired gentleman 
did something that earned him crazy, stupid, idiot status. And uh, it involves an argument over a shrub. Hmm. Okay. Um, So two neighbors Mm -hmm. having issues with shrubs. Mm -hmm. It's not very uncommon for neighbors to have fights like this. this Your shrub's too big. Dumb things. Your shrub is on my property. I'm sure my neighbors have a lot of complaints about our shrubs. Yeah. I'm being very serious. Why? We're just not great at like the clipping oh, of them and the are maintaining. They going and over to your neighbors? No, not yet. But they just are probably bringing down the property value. Well, um, according to sheriff's sheriff's deputy, something actually or this actually escalated, and it involved um, two guys named Landecker and Zlocky. And long story short, long-haired Zlocky decided that he had enough of his neighbors' uh, big bushes and uh, was going to do something about him himself so you know what he did cut him down cut him down with the chainsaw did i say that already no i oh. just figured that's what i would okay. do if i'd had enough of my neighbor's bushes well he did cut him down uh he cut some of the branches that were growing between his what did he make it like a topiary that looked like something nasty? no that would be kind of nice oh, okay. though. <laughs> um that would have at least shown some talent no uh what he did do though was after a verbal argument well first of all he cut the branches mm-hmm. off blah 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 the other neighbor's like, what? And then they got into a verbal argument. That's all what happened. Mm-hmm. Now is the crazy stupidity apart. He got his chainsaw out and went after his neighbor. No. Yeah. And not only did he cut another um, shrub branch, but he also cut his neighbor. The good news is he did not cut his arm off. Oh, my God. But he did cut his arm with the uh, chainsaw. Okay, that's... He actually cut the tendons. No, in no, no. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No. Here's... I have a actually a basic rule that I try to live my life by. Don't chainsaw your neighbors. Never argue with a person who's holding a chainsaw. Yeah, I that actually... feels very elementary. I'm going to go one step further. My life's goal is to never hold a chainsaw because I just feel like a it. chainsaw is a disaster waiting to happen. I don't like guns. I don't like knives. I don't like chainsaws. I don't want anything that if I cough or sneeze, I'm the person that every day at some point will spill something on the shirt that I am wearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you so, shouldn't probably be trusted. I don't sharp feel like objects. I should be really allowed to have a chainsaw. Is this why you use a spork to eat your yes. lunch? Yes. Okay. I thought so. Do I eat a spork? No. Or eat with a spork? No, you oh, don't. Okay. This theater of the mind. Uh, all right, let's go to Connect I Cut, shall we? I want to tell you about 34-year-old Adam Veens. He's uh, Or Vines, I don't oh, know. Okay. He's from Thompson, Connecticut. And uh, he, he has a mind uh, toward adventure. He decided this summer that he was going to spend his summer vacation pretending to be a cop. Which in and of itself um, is completely illegal, right? Totally illegal. Not uncommon, though. Not uncommon, but totally illegal. So Mr. Vines, or Veens, uh, ended up pulling over a 47-year-old man by the name of Keith Barnes. Uh, this man was uh, driving impaired. And Mr. Barnes... Like, um, under, like with al- the aid of alcohol? He had alcohol okay. in his system. I thought maybe like he didn't have arms or something. Well... That's cute. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Adam, the guy who was posing as a police officer, told Keith, the guy who was uh, on the alcohol while he was driving, uh, 
he said, you know what? Listen, I will clear any charges. I just ask one thing. So now the fake cop is trying to bribe oh, weird. the Show drunk me your driver. Boobs. No. Oh, okay. You know what he asked the guy who had been... Dri- now, if... Wait. Back up the truck. Bradley Trainer, yeah. Your wildest dreams. You're pretending to be a cop. You know this is all bad and wrong, whatever. I've, but you're I've pretending to be a cop. More than once. And you are going to try to bribe somebody to, mm-hmm. and tell them that you'll get them out of their charge if they give you... Mm, bacon? Okay, see? Now, Fried chicken? No, now you are the CSI. Because similarly, Adam said... He would just like some beers and some shrimp cocktail, and then he'll clear the guy of the charges. Oh, I guess your your the point you you're trying to make bigger, is man. you have to think big. Yeah, I was just trying to think about an idiot who probably you know no, you didn't dream, have big ideas. You got to dream bigger, like he a just, trip to Maui. Yeah, there you go. Okay. There you go. He said, uh, "If you give me you know some beers and a shrimp cocktail." Uh, you know, I will clear these charges. Well, luckily, uh, Keith Barnes called the real cops and said, pretty sure this guy, A, not a cop, B, also doing illegal things. So on Monday, they arrested Adam for impersonating. I don't understand. I want somebody to do the documentary on people who impersonate cops or doctors or and like actually go through with it. I'm sure they made that movie about the thing, the Leo movie. The, uh, the one where he was a pilot. Yeah. What was that called? Far, not on far and away. On, t- taking off. going. Holly? What? Are the, you, what is the Leonardo DiCaprio movie where he, he pretends that he's a pilot? It's a, based on a true it's story. It's a real story. Are you talking about the aviator where he plays no. Howard Hughes? No, 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 no. no, no. Oh, you're saying uh, um, uh, catch, me, catch, catch me, me if, if you can. can. I knew there was yes. some running involved. There you um, go. That was it. Thank um, you. We got there. Oh. No, the moral of the story is I want to know that document or I want to watch that documentary because I feel like it's such a thing that there's like a story. Like, why is it that that's a thing? Right. 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 Like yes. enough people do it. I need to know more. Right. Because never in my life have I thought, you know. I really just need to pretend I'm a cop right now. Mm -hmm. I have an urge. The last thing I would want to pretend to be. Dress up like a cop. The last thing. arrested by a cop. I don't want to pretend to be a cop. And I certainly don't want to pretend to be a doctor either. Get frisked by a cop. I mean, I'm just saying those things are understandable. Bedroom behavior. What? What? Sorry, did I say that out loud? Oh, God. Hmm. Um, I had a friend who liked to wear a bus uniform. It's a long story. Let's move a on, shall bus we? bus uniform? Like he was a bus conductor oh. or like a bus driver. M- what? Like a I, school bus driver or a no. I don't want to move on. I no, like Metro Transit. Oh. Like, hey, I'm going to pull oh, over. Oh, there's something for everybody. Okay. Uh, you know what? We have a game to get to. Yeah. Uh, so when we come back, it will be 245. And thus, we will administer... The throwback live at 245 on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. 245 means oh, just one thing on the Colleen and Bradley wow. show. Got a little show there on oh, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And at 245 every day, we play our favorite game. It's the throwback live. It's time for the Festivus Feats of Strength. Actually, it's time for the Throwback Live at 2.45. Sweep the leg. I must predict. Win just one for the Kipper. Colleen versus Bradley. Oh, nerd versus party girl. In a pop culture audio battle. Now, before we do this, 
Let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one, no touching of the hair or face. And now, your host, Holly Roberts. Hi. It's time. Hi. 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 For the hump day edition of the Throwback Live at 245, here are the rules of the game. We're going to play five vintage pop culture audio clips. The first to identify three correctly wins the Throwback Live at 245, and Bradley and Colleen buzz in by yelling out their names. Bradley Trainer. We're classy like that, right? Yes. Well, Colleen. High budget. a little late. Midday talk radio program. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. TikTok. Now, as it stands right now, we keep track of who wins this little game. Yes, we do. In the Throwback Live total victory tally, and as it stands right now... Bradley, yeah, you have fifty-eight wins. Oh, good for me. Yes, good for you. And Colleen, you have sixty-four. Good for me. Uh, I mean, you could do better. Yeah, I could, and I might. Well, I don't know. Well, we'll see. Today mm-hmm. we've got a chef surprise. Oh, chef so surprise! Exciting. Yes, full of lovely blue plate special edition mm-hmm. vintage Are pop there culture. Garbanzo beans on the salad bar today. Well, if you ask nicely. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to our first vintage pop culture audio clip. Now, let's do it. Listen carefully and identify this moment in pop culture history. Directly beneath me in this hotel's Bradley Trainer. Oh, that's Geraldo Rivera oh. and Al Capone's vault. Dang it! And there was nothing in that vault. Mm. A massive concrete chamber has been discovered, and there is evidence to suggest that that vault once belonged to Al Capone, oh, the richest and most powerful gangster of his time. Oh, good oh job! God, we all got played on we that so one. We so did. Oh, you know that gosh. would never happen mm-hmm. in 2018 because we got all sorts of technology. It's true. It's true, but we kind of did that. Didn't we just have like an Al Capone's vault moment? Yeah, didn't we? I thought that happened this summer. Yeah, I know. We were upset about it. What was it? No, seriously, we talked <laughs> about Clearly it. Clearly it was that, oh, wow. that exciting. <laughs> All right. Go. Good job, Bradley. Uh, one point for you in today's Throwback Live at 245. Now listen carefully to this second vintage pop culture audio clip. Colleen and Bradley, what is this? Bradley Trainer. Oh, that's Designing Bradley. Women. Yes! Yeah. Did you know that? Yes, but Durr. you knew it first. Duh. I mean, my gay card would have been taken I away. lose the game. Good job. Yes, the theme to the late 80s, early 90s show. Linda Bloodworth Thomason. Yes. Did you read that article that she wrote for The Hollywood Reporter? Sometime (laughs) somebody said they recommended that to me after we just talked about it, but I think it's because she hadn't heard that segment. Uh, No. Oh, okay. But thank you, listeners. You guys. Go read that article. She wrote an article about how Harvey Weinstein ruined her career. Did I say Harvey yeah, Weinstein? Yeah, I mean, like, I get it. They're um, like, they should be on the same island together. Well, I also said Stevie Ray Vaughan today, so. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm, a little awkward because <laughs> he's passed on many years ago. Oh, hey, look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Do you know who Stevie Ray Vaughan is, Bradley? He's a musician. He plays music. Musical music. And he does. Isn't he like a, um, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Don't know. Well, we'll move on. Let I you almost think said about- like barbecue sauce guy. That's um that's fancy Ray. Sweet baby Ray. Oh, sweet baby Ray. Fancy Ray is the guy who's like, I'm fancy Ray. I used to work with his brother. Oh, good story. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. You're welcome. We covered a lot of territory. We sure did. We yeah. went lots of places. Moving on to our third vintage pop culture right. audio clip. Now, Bradley, if you guess this correctly, you win today's game. Yes! Oh, jeez. Colleen, you can still stay in it <laughs> if you much. correctly identify mm-hmm. this piece of vintage pop culture audio. Dale. Jeffrey. Justin. Carrie. JC. Colleen. 
Colleen, that's the Mickey Mouse Club. Oh, good guess. Did you I know that? Know. Oh. Rona. TJ. I knew it was some dumb Anna. kids show. But. Ricky. Christina. Mark. Christina Aguilera. Yeah. yeah. You know where Mark. I got it? Matt. JC. Oh, yeah. Chavez. Many Chazé. famous people doing the Chavez. roll call there, including Carrie Russell, yes. Ryan Gosling, yes. uh, JC Chazé, yes. Justin Timberlake, Christina, Christina Aguilera, Aguilera, and Britney Spears. Wow. That was from 1993's season six opening. It was very cool. Mm-hmm. All right, Colleen, you're yes. still in the I'm game. The Barely. <laughs> I'm on the board. Leave me alone. She is on the board. Board is. Stop it. Stop yeah. It. All right. Moving on to our fifth vintage pop culture audio clip. Now, listen carefully, Colleen and Bradley, and correctly identify this classic piece of vintage pop culture audio. Nice Bradley Trainer. Bradley. That's a streetcar named Desire Stella. It was close, man. You put that howling down there and go to bed. Yes, I want my clothes Stella. Down there. Shut up. Oh, shut up. Such sassy language. Mm, you know what just happened? Um, I don't know. You're you closing tell me. the gap, Bradley Trainer. You won. Oh, look at me. You won today's game, Bradley what Trainer. What did I win, Holly? Well, in honor of our last vintage pop culture audio clip, Bradley Trainer, you just won yourself a lifetime supply of white Hanes undershirts. <gasps> How exciting. Oh my god, it's like you know me. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be your wardrobe for like... I mean, it was my wardrobe for many years, actually. There you go. Yeah. Bring it back. Do you know that? That you wore white Hanes That was shirt? my signature look. I feel like you. <laughs> it still is. I mean, some days. Not all days now. <laughs> now I have color... Uh, like he's mixed in some color. Yeah. You've mixed in gray. I'm a huge believer green. in having a uniform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm saying. Person. I know. Oh, look who's here. Oh. Give it up for Donnie. Hello, Donnie. Oh, hey, Donnie. How you doing, Donnie? Donnie's pretty good. I'm trying to have a conversation with you, Donnie. You interrogate Donnie. Who is Donnie? Hey, Donnie. I'm a uniform. Uh, yeah, chonk, what is it? Yeah. What is it? What do you call these? That's a that's a polo, polo shirt. shirt. That's right. That's my uniform. Yeah, I get Unless, yelled at for wearing polo. I shouldn't say polo yelled at because now I'm gonna get well, yelled yells at. Yells at you. No, Jamie gives shirts. me crap for wearing polos because he says I look like a schoolboy. Well, what? I mean, I, I don't. Okay, there's a lot. Of and I'm like, what fantasies do you I'm have? Exactly. Thank you. You yeah. said it. I was gonna say it, but I didn't want to say it. Schoolboy. Um, uh, say unless, by the way, oh, it's yeah. the state fair. Then Donnie wears sweat shorts. What, Donnie? Uh, for those, those of you basketball who missed uh, just amazing radio yesterday, uh, where Lori and Julie were discussing not reading emails, deciding oh, who oh, was going to do the stand-up yeah. portion. Uh, Jason had some fun with it this morning, and uh, for those of you who didn't hear it yesterday during the show, we're going to uh, we're going to share that with you uh, on the show, oh. and uh, you will hear the complete and utter nonsense that went on uh, there. So especially Lori's suggestion of what she could do to help Julia if she does the stand-up portion. Oh. Holly already knows. Okay. Um, I would like and to. Uh, can, can you share a little right now? It's uh, well, a spoiler alert. Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah. fine. Holly, don't you think I should? What, do you think I should tell them? No, you should sit on it like Potsy and make them listen to the Lori and Julia. Show. Oh, there we go, man. Okay. That's like really good tease. Well, here's the yeah. thing that I know: those ladies don't read emails. In fact, Lori once no. told me with great, uh, just confident or um, uh, what's the word I'm looking Bold- for? Boldness. Uh, just enjoyment all <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. you know I don't read those emails <laughs> yes. like point? like we're idiots <laughs> yeah. because yeah, like, oh, we actually oh you actually read those things yeah, she's like oh I don't I don't read, read my emails <laughs> yeah. 
Well, as I said uh, in the last, uh, I was on with Jason for a little bit this morning, and uh, what I hear most often is, when did this happen? Yeah. Well, we well, got funny an email story about ago. that. Wow, that's why I didn't know. Okay, <laughs> I I have so many questions no, and no, so many don't, of them will never Donnie, be answered. you got to be careful, though. I mean, I, there I is a promo running right now that implicates you in some ignorant behavior. Yeah, uh, is it the one with Jason? No, oh, no, with no, no, that one. No, oh, you're talking about your the, inability to yeah, the herbo? concoct the, herbo. Concoct yeah. the word bimbo. Yeah. yeah, I know. That was a good one, though. But I owned it. You, like, reverse engineered. I did. Yeah, Herbo. I, I wrapped my arms around it and said, yep. Embrace it, Donnie. Complete Embrace idiot. it. Yeah, it's a, that sounds like it was a toy that was sold in the late 90s. <laughs> yeah. Herbo. Either that or that. Or, what's, what's the candy? The Haribo? Haribo. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Haribo, whatever. Haribo. Yeah. <laughs> so, Donnie, uh, <laughs> have you guys made a decision? A decision? Uh, I, I, not that I'm aware of, so I guess at 5 o'clock, uh, B. Arthur. Is going to announce. Who, by the way, does have a real name which Lori could not remember yesterday, uh, will announce uh, who will do the stand-up. They must be wetting themselves. Because I know Lori does not want to do this. No, no. Neither of them are too excited about it, are they? I think Julia wants to do it. Well, then why doesn't she just do it? Because 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 nothing can be be that easy, you guys. Oh, for goodness sake. All right, well, that'll be something to listen to. Stories and also an announcement regarding... Whether Lori or Julia will be doing the stand-up routine. Or Donnie. Uh, At uh, Project Down and Dirty Comedy. By the way, tickets go on sale tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Set an alarm to get your tickets to see us on stage at Mystic Lake. We'll be back tomorrow on The Colleen and Bradley Show.